I just want to warn you guys that, you know, I literally just finished watching part two of 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After, No Limits, Tell All Part Two, and I'm really riled up. So part of this might be a rant. I just want to warn you off the top, um, bottom of the screen, you can see where you can support the show. Please support the show. Um, what else do I want to say off the top? First of all, like just sitting here at part two watching so many toxic relationships, I just feel like they should have a therapist on standby because Ed, Liz, toxic. Angela and Michael, toxic. Andre and Liz and her whole family, toxic. And I just I just think it's, it's just a lot. It's a lot to take in. And it's a lot for us to feel like these are regular relationships when really they're not. And I just don't even know what else to say about it. Um, so we're just going to jump right in. I, I do have Gio. I don't know if he's coming on screen or not. Um, so I'll wait till he lets me know that, but we will get started. Shout out to the live chat. Hey, Raydella, Rebecca, Sly Cat, Joslo, C. Cruz. Who else do I see in here? Megan, everyone, welcome. So, you know, and, and feel free to let me know what y'all think about, hey, Holloway, hey, April. April, if I drop, if I drop a link for you to come on the show, will you come on? Because I had this, what, what's her name? What was this lawyer's name? Uh, Emil? I didn't agree with anything Emil said. And I was like, I need to talk to April. So April, if you're willing to come on right now, I'll drop the link in the live chat because I need to talk about it. I need to talk about it. I feel like she was misrepresenting the legal ramifications of getting your green card and, and, and what the USCIS is doing right now. Um, <laughs> I'll give you 10 minutes. All right, April. The lawyer was fake, right, Tiffany? It was trash. The thing she was saying, I felt was very irresponsible for her being a lawyer. And like to get involved in the drama of the family was just like bullshit. I just thought it was ridiculous. <sighs> oh, it was ridiculous, ridiculous. All right, so we're gonna get started. Uh, Gio is up, up on screen. What up, Gio? What's going on with you, Linda? How y'all doing in the chat down there? I see it. But uh, I'm here. I'm just rocking. I can't come on screen because I'm in the dark anyway. I'm just rocking my son to sleep. But I, I, we can talk about it. I he used my voice anyway. He going to go to sleep with it. When I hear you. Do your daddy duties. What were your overall thoughts about uh, this, this part two? My overall thoughts is this. I would honestly say Ed was being... He was he was he was just going over shit like he was going. He was like what, what, what he was being not even narcissistic, but he was being more of a like like what do you call that when you go back and forth like you switch bipolar. He he was showing bipolar traits like oh like kind of I want to be with you and then he'll turn and flip the switch on Liz like everything is Liz's fault, but then he want to be like I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let's go upstairs and talk. I think that was bullshit. I, I'm gonna call it how I see it. I think Ed is a person who likes to, he's like a um, attention seeker. 
he wants all the attention on him. And Liz is not Liz needs to quit giving him that much attention, but I don't think Liz is gonna stop doing it. I just think they need to get rid of him too. I'm tired of seeing him to be honest. Andre, you don't know who you know what I'm saying did what he did. But you know what? I'm gonna let you go ahead and talk about it. We're gonna get right into it. I'm I'm gonna go on key whatever you do, whatever you wanna talk about. Let's get to it. It's a lot to discuss. Um, you have a little bit of uh feedback, so just FYI. Um, shout out to Marsha, Angela, Afiapa, Etese. Angela must be Ghanaian because she's speaking tweet to me. Um, but a little, okay, so let's just get started. So we start off with Big Ed, and you know, I just. You guys, okay, I, I told you that I'm probably going to be on a rant today. But I just feel like he's like a little hobbit that's a manipulator, who's a narcissist, who was called out by the entire cast, and he couldn't handle it because liars don't like to be called out by multiple people. So instead, what he wants to do, he's trying to flip the script and blame Liz for everything and acting like he's the victim. And I was so sick of it. I was like, this fool is not taking responsibility for his actions. He was literally trying to cheat, if not cheating, on Liz and got caught and tried to blame it on Liz. I was like, oh, hell nah. So they opened this, this scene with uh, Rose and Rose explaining how Ed is always trying to FaceTime with her. And everyone in, on the stage was like super silent because, you know, he on part one said that, no, he had never talked to Liz or excuse me, talked to Rose. No, he never reached out to Rose. He doesn't remember reaching out to Rose. Um, and Liz is like, you know, you said you never spoke to her at all. And now he's like, well, I don't remember. I don't remember. And then he's like, no, I didn't. That's just not true. So Rose is like, well, I have the screenshots um, where, yeah, you were in communication with me. And Liz is like, you literally just told all of us that you are not in communication with her. And she reads, she gets up, she reads the screenshots, which you see on your screen right here. Ed's like, I hope all is well with you. You look amazing. Rose says, thanks. I want to come to the Philippines again to see you if you're open. Rose says, yes, you can come here. You're welcome here, which I'm surprised that she even said that after her terrible experience with him. Like, why would she even say, yeah, you can come back and visit me? I would be like, hell no. We broke up. You're not welcome here. I've moved on. You're in a relationship. That's it. That's all. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure she was being polite and not expecting him to really, like, come back to the Philippines, right? And so Liz is all super pissed off and she's sad and she's like thrown off by all of this. We find out that um, the day after August 27th, so August 28th is when Ed proposed to her and she said yes. And a lot of you guys online are like, oh, well, that's from 2021. And I think a lot of you forget that we're watching this six months to a year behind. So I, I understand that um, 
maybe maybe many people don't understand how production works, but just think about your favorite show. Uh, someone pop in whatever your favorite show in the live chat, and I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down for you. But you're not watching it in real time. It may feel like real time, but everything is in production. So when you film something, you don't just film it and the next day you pop it online or you pop it on TV. It's not like what we're doing right here where this is live. That is not how productions work. Um, so someone tell me your favorite show and we'll talk about it. Or, or, or Gio, do you have a favorite show? You know my favorite show, Love After Lockup. I ain't gonna even watch it. <laughs> okay, but okay, so Love After Lockup. We can talk about Love After Lockup. So, Love After Lockup. When they film Love After Lockup, and they're first of all, they have to get permission from the prisons to film, right? Because not every prison is going to allow you to film, and so they first have to get the permissions. Then they have to film. They have to edit, and they have to get any clearances that they need. And all of that takes time. And so when you're looking at uh, 90 Day Fiance, all the seasons we watch, they've been filmed six months to a year ahead of time. So when you're seeing that this transaction took place in August of 2021, it yeah. makes sense because they were still filming in 2021. We watched the tell-all in 2022. And we're now in 2023 where we're continuing to watch the tell-all. But if you look at it in its, in its entirety, the timeline makes sense for any type of production company. So, mm. um, so let me just drop back this. Um, I'm dropping. I see that April's back. April, I went ahead and dropped the link to invite you up to the screen. This is for April only. That being said, here's the screenshot. Um, of Ed and Rose's communication. And so after Liz reads it, she's really upset. She comes back and she's like, you know, you said you were not in communication with her. And he's like, sit down, Liz, Jesus Christ. I was like, the, the way this man gaslights her, I'm not sure if she has a trauma bond with him and that's why she won't let him go. Because even in this episode, Gio, he's yeah. like, well, why do you keep coming back? And it's either she has a trauma bond or second, she just wants to be on TV, which I don't know if you guys remember, uh, I want to say it was last year, early last year, her ex, who allegedly was abusive to her, reached out to me and I wanted to do an interview with him, but he didn't want to be on record to for anything that he said, but he answered a questionnaire that I sent to him. And one of the things I remember him saying is that she's wanted to be on TV for so long. And he thinks that's why he, she stays with him is because she's getting that 15 minutes of fame that she's always wanted her entire life. So yeah. the fact that they continue to stay together when clearly it's a toxic, disgusting relationship and Ed is a narcissistic, gaslighting little mm -hmm. troll. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and you're right about that, Lydia. And I do want to uh, 
apologize for saying a little, uh, you know, the bipolar thing, because, you know, people out there will get offended by that. But um, I didn't mean to say it like that, but I'm going to say he is narcissistic and he's uh, he's just he's just, you know, you're right. He gaslighted the hell out of her tonight. And that's the word I was looking for with that gaslight. He gaslighted the shit out of her. And it was sad to see her go back and forth like, oh, I want to be with you. And then I don't. Oh, I got an echo, huh? Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, I can see that. But uh, that's all I wanted to say. So after he gaslights her, tells her to sit down, um, she's like, well, did you or did you not say that I have not spoken to Rose? And you you said that to all of us, you lied to all of us and said you didn't, you hadn't spoken to her. And then the simple fact, you guys, that he was like, me no speak English. I was like, the audacity of this dude. The audacity, the privilege, the disgusting, underlying racist behavior. I was really disgusted by that. So all of a sudden you don't speak English and you want to act like, like me to speak English is going to get you off of this is because you're caught in a lie. You're caught in the fact that, that you don't know anything about anything and you don't want to admit to your wrongdoings. Mm-hmm. Disgusting to me. So then he tries blaming Liz um, and says, you know, this is who Liz is. And everyone just looking at him silent. And I'm like shaking my damn head, like what you're not about to do, which I felt, and I don't know if you felt this way, Gio, um, but I felt like he was trying to twist everything and blame Liz and no one was going for it. And that's why he was getting frustrated is because <laughs> everyone could see through his lies. Mm-hmm. I can totally agree with that. And then Liz goes on to say, you know, I'm just tired of all of this. I'm tired of his lies. I'm tired of his deflection. I'm tired of his rejection, which again shows me that either she has a trauma bond or she wants to be on TV because Ed Mm -hmm. always makes it very, very clear to all of us that he's the one that has broken up with her 10 times. Listen, y'all, what you're not about to do is break up with me, get back together with me, break up with me, get back together with me 10 times. It's clear you don't (laughs) want to be with me. The first time, second time, that's as much as you're going to get. Correct. So Rose is still on the screen. Rose calls Ed out and says, you know, I know you were lying and I know you are lying because I've been with you and I know who you are. Um, And, you know, why are you lying to Liz if indeed you love her? And I think that that said it all. Like that wrapped that whole situation up for me. Uh, Marsha says, I don't feel bad for Liz. She enables this behavior. And and again, Marsha, I'm going to say, I feel like it's either she has a trauma bond or she absolutely is geo sleep. (laughs) 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 No, I'm fully up. It's just I got this echo going. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so not only has Ed been reaching out to Rose, which we know absolutely is, is for true, uh, he's been on dating sites. And he's like, well, I haven't been on a dating site for a year and a half, but Ed, you've been with Liz off and on for the past few years. So what are we even talking about right now? And Sean is like, 
I don't even understand what you're saying. You're saying you can't remember if you messaged Rose, but you can remember every little thing that Liz has done that you don't like. But when I've asked you three times, have you messaged Rose? First, you said no. Then you said you don't remember. And then you said you don't speak English. We don't speak English. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And we all know it's ridiculous. We all know that at the end of the day, this fool is not the prize. And this fool is lying and has been lying and continues to lie. And every time he gets called out, he tries to manipulate the situation where he's the victim. And here's what I said at the top of the show, and I'm going to tell you guys this again, just in case you guys have forgotten. Ed and, and um, Angela, in my opinion their time is up. I think that they're the most toxic type of people to represent what relationships should be like. True. And I feel like in this part two of the tell-all, they try to change the narrative. And, and I even posted it on my social media, you guys. Like, I'm disappointed in the cast, all of the cast, including Sean, for trying to manipulate the narrative. We've been watching Ed and Angela long enough to know that those two are the problem, okay? And I'm going to throw Andre in there as well, but not mm -hmm. as much as Ed and Angela. Ed is a narcissist, okay? There's a reason why he has the alleged, I'm going to say alleged, but people say big pred for a reason, allegedly. Angela, we saw, we've li they literally showed us on the tell-all her putting hands on Michael. So she's verbally and physically abusive to Michael and then wants to have these fake crocodile tears. I, listen, y'all, when we get to Ed and Angela, I'm just going to tell you, I had no sympathy or pity for her. I don't even have sympathy for Michael because both of them, in my opinion, toxic 100%. Y'all need to go uh, be sitting in a corner. Y'all need to go and get therapy and y'all need to break up because all of this is ridiculous. What you're not about to do... What you're not about to do is make the black African the friggin' punchline. When I've been watching this show for all the years, and Angela is the problem, you're not gonna sit here for this first these two hours and try to flip it and make it Angela is the poor American white woman victim. That's what you're not about to do because Angela is an abuser. Mm -hmm. And she's not only an abuser to Michael, she's an abuser to anyone that she comes across. And that's why, if you notice, no Jojo, her best friend, who truly was her best friend, Renee, who came on, didn't even acknowledge her, said across the way on the stage, said a few things, and then that was it. And then there's this new, what is her name? Lisa, the new person that we met last week, who I found out is Angela's like uh, Botox technician. All of a sudden you mm. have this other friend and the way you talk to your other friend is like, don't talk to me. Leave me alone. Get in the car. She's an abuser, y'all. I can go on. But what you're not about to do in these two hours and then try to twist it and say, oh, Michael, he cheated on her. And that now Michael's the bad person. And now we can all understand Angela's behavior. No. N-O. Mm -hmm. We know we no. need to get rid of Angela. You can be a cheater. That's fucked up. But being in a verbal and emotional abuser is something completely different. Don't get it twisted, y'all. Don't get it twisted. And don't try to come up on our TVs and make it like Angela's the victim. Angela is not the victim. 
She's a suspect. <sighs> Anyways, so moving on. Um, Sean is super pissed off. She's like, you know, I asked you a simple question. Did you reach out to Rose? You said no to me three times. So you literally are lying and you're lying to me, the host, and you're lying to everyone watching this show and you're lying mm -hmm. to your fellow cast members. So Rose goes on to say, cause she's asked, you know, do you think that Ed is still interested in you? And she's like, yeah, I do. And everyone was silent, but because he's in a relationship, that's why he's not pursuing it even more now. Liz goes on to say that she has no more respect for Ed. Um, and then Ed's like, fine, let me have my ring back, which was totally disgusting. Don't mm -hmm. you think, Gio? I think that was very rude of him to do that. It's not like what a man should do. Poor it was disgusting. Do that shit in private. But because he wants to continue to manipulate and humiliate her, that's why. True. That's why. So then... <clears throat> Um, after he asks his ring back, she gives it back to him, and Kim is like, You know what? You're a dick. That's all I want to say. You're a dick. Like, the way you treat her, the way you talk to her, the way you act towards her is disgusting. And Yara's like sitting there, disgusted, everyone's silent. But you know what? Guess who comes to, to Ed's defense a little bit? Gio, wasn't it? Um, uh... Was it? It was. It was. Um, of course, it was Bilal, because Bilal sees sees similarities in Ed in the gaslighting, because he gaslights <laughs> his wife as well. Ed, Ed and Bilal, I won't say they're the same person, but they have similar traits. So Bilal backstage is checking on Ed, and I just started laughing. I was like, of course, out of all the cast members, Bilal's the one that's gonna go ahead and check on you. And Bilal, you know, he we know he's the number one buster that we sitting up there trying to use women and tell them that using basically but trying to manipulate the thing, manipulate situations as if it ain't him that's the one that's trying to be the, the problem when he really is the number one source of that. Look at how he act with China. You know, he don't want to get her pregnant. He wanted to trick her to make it seem like he was broke. And Ed loved that. Yes, yeah, disgusting. Disgusting. Scandalous said Liz should have chucked that ring across the room. That part. So <clears throat> unfortunately, Liz is still trying to hold on to, to Ed. And again, I can't understand why. And again, I'm going to tell you there's, there can only be two possibilities. First possibility is that she has a trauma bond with him. Second possibility is that she's holding on to this 15 minutes of fame and she wants to continue to film. Because there's no reason that anyone in their right mind would stay in this crazy-ass relationship after being disrespected all the time, after someone breaks up with you all the time, after someone gaslights you all the time, and after someone literally says, I'd rather live apart from you than with you. How are you guys going to get married? And then you're going to make a joke that, oh, we'll have two bedrooms? Y'all. I think it's the show, Linda. She want to be back on the show. She want to stay that's on it. the show. Of course it is. Of course it is. And I have the receipts to say that that's what it is. She wants to be on TV. And even though I'm sure that she's looking at this full, like, you guys, come on. 
I don't have to say all that much. You just you can see for yourself. This person is not the prize. This person where his buttons are holding on for dear life is not the prize. Okay? <laughs> and when I say listen, okay. I don't want to be super mean, but I'm just saying that you're not the prize. And I know that there's someone out there for everyone, but Ed and Liz are not meant to be together, in my opinion. And if Ed wants to go ahead and tell Liz that, you know, she needs to go to the gym, she needs to lose weight, all this stuff. I really encourage him to reflect back on his own damn self because I'm looking at you like, oh, there's a lot of things I could say that are not very nice. And all I'll say is I'm looking at you and those buttons are holding on for dear life, period. Listen, when he went to sit down, did you guys notice? And I'm just like going off on a tangent, but when they all went to the rooftop bar and he went to sit down on the bench, did you see like his little bum and his his face all just like, I don't know. It was like, there was like no extra room between his face and his bum. It was all just one weird little squish. Looking like an egg in a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> So, Andre's like, listen, Liz, are you still going to be with him? And she's like, I don't know. I just, I love him. I love him with all my heart. I was like, this fool just really disrespected you right now. And you're, and you're continuing to say that you just love him with all your heart. Mm. Meanwhile, Ed continues to disrespect her and says, you know, Liz is playing the victim. Um, what? You're the one that got caught, but again, you're trying to manipulate and gaslight the situation and blame Liz. Makes no sense to me. And Jenny's like, you know what, Liz? You should really not get married. You two should not get married. It will literally be the biggest mistake of your life. And then Yara's like, you know, what What attracts you to him? Which is the question I would ask. What attracts you to Ed? Because honestly, you deserve better. <laughs> hey, April, uh, come back on. I'll send the invite again because we're about to get to Angela's part and we definitely need you up here with your legal. There she is. We don't let me check to the end. What up, April? Hey, how are you? Hello. So let I need you to turn your YouTube down so that we don't have a feedback as well. Perfect. Okay, is that better? That's way better. Okay. Awesome. All right. So the cast is all and and jump in. I'm sure you have some opinions about all of this as well. So the cast is all backstage. They're on break. And the only person that is not, well, there's two people that are not in the green room, Ed and Angela, which, you know, is funny to me because those two are the most problematic. Mm -hmm. Angela's outside smoking and embarrassing and talking crazy to her friend. And Ed is taking a walk outside because he needs fresh air. So Angela's outside smoking and her friend is like, are you okay? Are you okay? Gives her a bottle of water. And then Angela spits out the water because she hates water. <laughs> Angela, dear Angela, we can tell you hate water. <laughs> we can tell. pH <laughs> levels all the way off. She don't drink no water at all. Yeah. Not Why just that, Gio. She, she has a refrigerator specifically dedicated to Coca-Cola. She it. drinks Coca-Cola like 
six packs, 10 packs, 12 packs, however they come, every single day. That's what she drinks. That's damn I was surprised everybody was sympathetic to her. Oh, listen, um, I'm about to go off, April. And I'm I'm not saying anybody should cheat like you did, but there's a thing called self-fulfilling prophecy. And mm. if you are the kind of person who thinks that everybody's going to do something wrong to you, and so you keep treating everybody like they're doing something wrong to you, it's going to come full circle. Like, how, how often do you get to push somebody away and treat somebody poorly and expect them to stay with you? Mm. And that's and that's not even an immigrant situation. That's just a regular situation that happens all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you know what, April, you're so sweet to the way you said it because I'm about to say it a totally different. I think <laughs> that there is a false narrative, and I'll, I'll I'll literally tell you guys what I wrote because this is honestly how I feel about the Angela Michael situation. I wrote. I'm really surprised by the cast at the tell-all. And I'm surprised because when Angela, and we're about to get to it with the fake crocodile tears and all the things, and we're now all, everyone's all mad at Michael. I was surprised that the cast didn't speak up because last week you guys were literally saying, don't give Angela any attention. She wants to come in and have all the attention. She comes on stage and she walks around the stage in a menacing way and she is calling everyone out she's calling isman out she's calling yara out she's pointing in people's face which she does on every single tell-all and i'm surprised that we're, we've all forgotten so the cast doesn't say anything when angela comes back when they find out that michael was cheating all of a sudden angela is the victim and i wrote angela is not the victim the narrative portrayed on part two is really a continued stereotype of the naive American getting scammed by mm -hmm. the scoundrel Nigerian. That's mm -hmm. that's not the narrative, you guys. We've been watching this long enough. Don't let this two hours fool you, okay? Mm -hmm. Don't let Angela's fake tears fool you. We've seen her behavior over the last five years. Nothing has changed. And this so, isn't the first TV show she's been on. We know she likes being on TV, but how come that's never thrown against her? You're using Michael to be on TV. That part. So then I went on to say, stop the madness. The fake crocodile tears are the same ones the woman in New York City last year who was at the park faked when she was faked that she was being attacked by the bird watcher and called 911 and had the fake tears and they came out to arrest him. <laughs> That's the same shit, same stereotype. The big black scary man, the bad scoundrel that cheated on me. Um, Angela, we just saw you this season physically abuse this man. We've just seen you all the seasons verbally abuse him. You threw a cake in his face. You mm -hmm. tore up his car. You she put your hands on him. Mm -hmm. The amount of times that you've cussed at this man in his face and pointed in his face to degrade him. Don't turn around and now be crocodile tears because he's like, fuck you. If you're going to treat me this way, I'm going to go ahead and have a side piece because you ain't all that. But because I put up with it as long as I have, I'm going to go ahead and get what I need out of this because you're clearly getting what you need out of it. And you're getting an extended 15 minutes of fame, even though every single fan has said, 
we don't want to see Angela anymore. We're sick of Angela. We're right. sick of her disgusting behavior. We've all lived through two and a half years of a pandemic. We realize what's important to us and what's not important to us. And what's not important to me specifically is to have this toxic, disgusting, abusive behavior every single week on my screen. I'm done. And I know all of you are done. There I just might want to say one mean thing. There might be 1% of the fans that are still like, oh, well, she's entertaining, but everyone else is like, we're good. It's too mm. much. And I don't understand why nobody will tell her about her ponytail. Listen, we talked about that last week. <laughs> we she didn't, wait, she didn't, she didn't, she didn't bring that ponytail back. She bought something else. This glass. Well, all she has to do is just take a little oh. bit of the hair and cover up her real ponytail in the back. I don't understand why that's troubling it's troubling me um, what's troubling me is that you've been on tv long enough you've obviously spent all the money doing all the surgeries right but you still smoke and you still drink, and you still drink soda and that's why your skin is sagging and sagging and sagging more but you could spend instead of spending a couple hundred dollars on coca-cola and cigarettes go ahead and spend a couple hundred dollars on some real hair, because as a black girl who does wear extensions, go ahead and get some human hair. She needs a Miona ponytail. She, she needs a Miona ponytail. Go ahead and get some human hair instead of that bullshit <laughs> $9.99 synthetic hair is my first advice to you. Second, go ahead and make sure that hair color matches your hair color. And if it doesn't, all you need to do is dye the synthetic hair that you you are wearing to match the dye of your blonde hair because first of all i don't believe that she's 56 years old i think she's more like 66 because if you look at everyone in her peer group there's no way that she is aged as much as she's aged and i mean I she, she looks really old when she's on mari and that was like 20 years ago that part and all of a sudden she's only 56 so oh, you could be right or she, she could just be aging really badly. Smoking does make you age real bad. Did you say 20 years ago? <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Go ahead and do that. And once you once you've blended the colors, if you don't want to spend the extra money on human hair, fine. But when you're doing the ponytail, and I'm sure you could watch Miona's videos because she does a ton of them on how you can put your hair in a ponytail. What you're yeah. gonna do is put your real hair in a ponytail. And you're going to go ahead and use an, one of the elastic scrunchies. And then what you're going to do is you're going to take the synthetic hair and you're going to wrap the synthetic hair around <laughs> your real hair. And then you're going to pop it through so that way you only see the synthetic hair and your real hair is underneath so that there's not this weird fucking, um, what did they call it last time? The rabbit's tail, you know, from the 80s when you have that rabbit's tail that was supposed to be good luck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't see that. That's all it takes. Yeah. Well, Mima doesn't want to do that. So Mima doesn't want to do that. She just needs a facelift, honestly, to get all them damn wrinkles up out of her first thing. A lot of that shit looking ridiculous right now. I think a facelift would make everything worse because her decolletage area is also really bad. Wow. All of it. All of it. And you know what? I, I dare to say that pre-surgeries, pre-getting a boob job and what is it called? The whatever it is, the 
weight loss surgery that she got. I can't remember what it's called. She looked better. Her skin was like just better. She looked better. All, all I see now mm-hmm. is like saggy, saggy, everything, and in in it's a mess, in my opinion. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways, anyways Daisy said, said you can't find that hair color in the store. It's smoker nicotine yellow. <laughs> Damn. You said that? What? <laughs> Wait, where are we? <laughs> oh, Faisy. You cannot find that hair color in the store. It's smoker nicotine yellow. That shit is hilarious. Um, Renee says, Angela would look better if she just lost the natty, nasty attitude, that part. True. And yep. Marsha, Sean is 60. Oh, not the host. Well, here it is. Sean is 60. No way Angela is 60. Well, she, Angela says she's 56. Sean is 60 years old. She don't look 60. Sean is 60 years old. Sean looks, wow. you know, but you know, black don't crack. So black don't crack. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So listen, last week, Angela stormed off because she thinks that she is the star of the, the, the series and the franchise. Mm-hmm. But guess what? She comes back because she wants to continue to have her 15 minutes. Um, And so Sean's talking about how, Ever since they've been waiting for this ter- this uh, visa for Michael, there's been turmoil in their relationship. And I don't know if I can find it. I'm going to f- try to find it. Um, there was a question for April that I just want to, to address because it was a I good question. Um, was, uh, I don't remember who it was, but they were asking, why is it taking so long? Why is it taking so long yeah. for the Nigerians? Do you want to speak on that while no. I look for it? Yeah, it's um it's Natatat said it. Mm. Do you see you it see somewhere it? already? Um yeah, it's eleven thirty-one timestamp. Well, there's a lot of eleven thirty-one timestamps. So Eight thirty-one for me. Okay, so go ahead and start addressing it and I'll look for yeah, it. Yeah, um, so there are a couple of suspicions that I have. Uh, one is that they didn't apply for it right away after they got married. Um, the lawyer who's working with them might have advised them to just wait a little bit and gather more evidence that they have a uh, bona fide marriage is the language that they use before they applied since he'd already been denied for the fiance visa. So that's one suspicion that maybe they just didn't apply for it right away. And then the other thing is COVID really hit Nigeria hard in terms of how um, their consulate is operating. So they still haven't cleared out a lot of backlogs. And it wasn't until, I might have the month wrong, but it was like mid 2020, I want to mid 2022, June, July, 2022, when they actually started doing all interviews. Before that, they were only doing a select um, application interviews that they weren't doing visitors visas. They weren't doing J1, which Andre was talking about. They were only doing uh, interviews for people who were doing citizenship, um, CRBA, um, so consular report of birth and yeah, U.S. citizenship passport mm-hmm. and um, uh, and one more. So they were really limited until mid last year in processing time. So those are the two things that I think are holding them up. But I also think that he's already here in the U.S. and they're just playing with us. Mm. And so well, I'm going to get that because didn't he go through the room and start talking to Usman? He did, mm-hmm. but also remember this was filmed last year. Yeah. We're so watching. at this point, she's posted some uh, vid- uh, pictures of them, like in the grocery store, and it looks like he's here. They already debunked. 
I'm going to tell you this, and I usually keep this for my Patreon subscribers, but I'll give you guys a little bit of tea because I'm feeling spicy. Michael indeed is in the U.S. And even though there's been, you know, like all of these um, change.org and all of these petitions to not have Angela on the show, Angela and Michael are going, I'm, I'm going to only give you a little bit of it. Angela and Michael, we're going to see them again, and they're going to be on a different type of spinoff that is a new spinoff that TLC is doing. So Michael indeed is in the U.S. already. Uh, we are in 2023, so I'm talking about present day. I'm not talking about what we watch from the tell-all, because don't forget the tell-all was filmed last year. Um, but Angela and Michael are not going anywhere because Angela brings big business as the villain of 90 Day of Fiance, and uh, TLC is going to milk it for what it's worth. That's unfortunate. For, I want him out of that relationship. And and we talked about it. And and you guys, we talked about it with April. If you guys haven't seen the video that we did with April, it is up on our YouTube page. It's very, very informative for everything K-1 visa, plus just the, the immigration process. April is a knowledgeable and very personable immigration attorney. Um, so definitely make sure you check her out at Holloway Legal, PLLC, um, on all of her social media. Uh, but let's get back to Angela. So Angela comes back to the tell-all and everyone's like curious, like what, what's the status of her relationship? Is she still in a relationship with Michael? Sean talks about how she flew to Nigeria to figure out what he was up to and found out that Michael was quote unquote cyber cheating with another woman, which you guys, I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't believe her for one minute. I think it's part of the storyline. And I just told you a little sneak peek on what's going to happen next because they're going to be on another type of spinoff. So I don't believe her for one minute because he didn't seem any, any bit remorseful. And the way he was answering the questions, it didn't make sense for a regular person, person, right? So she has these fake crocodile tears. And you guys, it's been a while since I've done my... Um, Oscar performance. So I'm about to do it for you, April. I don't think you've seen it before. Mm -hmm. Gio might have seen it before. So here we go. <laughs> and scene. I can't believe Michael cheated on me. I can't believe. How can he say he loves me? I can't believe End scene. Okay. And you had to do the shaking. You you forgot to do the shaking. She was shaking. Yeah, you weren't paying attention. My whole body was shaking. You gotta you watch the replay, you'll see that I put in a little bit of a shake. Because you need the shake when you're really freaking out. No tears. Someone I read someone was like, oh, what kind of mascara does Angela uh, wear? Because there was no running of mascaras. And I'm here to tell you there was no running of mascaras because there were no tears. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. He's a liar. Oh, okay. Fuck off. Yes, we're still together. 
that part, right. I like how you, yeah, me too. I'm like, are, are, y'all, are you buying this? Are you buying this? So I can't feel sorry for her. I just feel like it was fake tears. I feel like you're already an abuser and an aggressor and this fake sadness. I can't, I can't, like, I don't condone infidelity but what i also Mm. don't condone is your shit ass behavior over the last five years so you're now trying to make me feel sorry for you i'm sorry i can't and plus the simple fact that i don't believe these fake crocodile tears i don't and so don't you feel though linda that they're trying to i feel like they're trying to reverse the roles like we know Angela is the villain, but I think they're trying to make Michael to be the villain which now. Which is what Angela, I say. Angela to be the angel, and we're not going for that. Hell which no. Which is what I've been saying this whole show so far. What you're not about to do is try to change the narrative. You're not about to make Michael the villain who is the mm-hmm. Nigerian scammer, which is what Angela's been trying to feed us all season. I'm not buying it. Okay, I'm not buying it. Now, do I feel sorry for Michael? No, because he has his own agenda. Because he wants to come by any means necessary to America, right? So Michael says to Angela, after Angela has this fake breakdown, Angie, it's okay. Then Usman, and April, I'd love to know what you think about this. Last week, Usman was cussing Angela out up Mm -hmm. and down. Mm -hmm. And this week, he's like, oh, I'm shocked. I can't believe it. Now I understand why... Angela didn't want Michael to have social media. What were your thoughts on that? I was like, you did a 360 right here and I, I'm not here for it. I don't know oh what happened that made everybody think that his cheating, if we accept what he, what you know, they're saying that he cheated, excuses everything and gets her all the sympathy. I really don't understand. Maybe he felt like if he defended Michael, then people would come after him as well. Maybe that's why. um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's like they all forgot that she went outside of his house and ripped off a portion of his car. And even worse than that, like the scene when they were sitting at the table and she started beating on the table and doing this, like as if she was going to hit him. These are all horrible, terrible things that everybody seems to have forgotten, except Sean asked does anybody think that whatever the, the way she phrased it? Oh, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that because that right there was what disappointed me with the cast. So I want to address what Mela is saying. So Mela says, as a Nigerian, I cringed the whole time, especially when they had the uncle speak. And as a fellow African Mela, I felt the same way because in African culture, it's all about respecting your elders. And your elders are the ones that have the wisdom that guide you in your life. And for the simple fact that Angela knows that about Michael and tried to manipulate the uncle and turn the uncle against Michael by giving a one-sided story, knowing the fact that Uncle Steven clearly doesn't watch the show and clearly doesn't know the abuse that Michael has put up with was really terrible. And again, trying to manipulate the narrative. So Mela, I feel you 100%. So the same way she manipulated the therapist. That part, that part. So then Sean goes on to say, or ask Michael, was the the woman American? And he says, yes. And then Andre is like, oh, so you're really just looking for the green card. You're looking for the visa to come over to America, which 
I believe that to be true. I believe that to be true, April. But he's put in the work. You're probably never, ever going to hear me say that somebody did that. Um, I think it's possible that it's just one of the factors that someone considers in a relationship. And it's okay for them to consider that. Just like I will consider how much money a man makes to be in a relationship with him. Like Mm -hmm. it's just one of the factors. And people will sometimes say negative things to you about having that evaluation. But if I was dating somebody who lived outside the U.S. and a part of their consideration in dating me was that, I wouldn't feel offended. I wouldn't feel like that's wrong or bad because I'm also going to be considering what they can do for me. Right. Right. Which which is what I think is going on here. I think Angela is getting her extended 15 minutes of fame and Michael is hoping to get his green card to come to America. I think that they're equally using each other in order to get what they individually want. So <clears throat> after Sean asks, was it an American woman? And Michael says, yes. Um, Andre says, you know, clearly you're just looking for the green card, the visa. And Michael's like, no, no, no. I was just doing it to be polite. Um, and then Angela's like, you know, I found out Michael was cheating. And they're like, are you two together still? And Angela's like, yeah, I'm confused, but I still want to be with him. Well, no, Angela, you're not confused. You want to be on TV and you want to continue to be on TV because you ain't got no job. This is your job. This is how you make your money. And she found someone who's going to put up with her behavior. And she found someone that's going to put up with her behavior, that part. And then, so they talk about the text, and apparently in this te- these texts, uh, it says, let me get to the United States, I'll come to you, to the other woman, and then I'll handle Angie from there. Now, allegedly, April and Gio, there is a blogger who says that he's, like, good friends with Angela, and allegedly he's claiming that he's the friend that told Angela that Michael was the one that was cheating. And allegedly this woman sent this blogger the text messages and the voice memos and and the pictures. And that's how Angela found out. Linda, now come on, look here. This just sounds like when I was hearing about it and I kept hearing uh, Angela on the show say, oh yeah, my friend, my friend. I said, this just sound like- We're not naming names here. We're not no, naming names. I, I, no, I, ain't, I ain't naming no names. I'm saying it sounds like they're they're setting up a script. You know, right. a lot of people end on it. I think this. Is, I don't even think that that was nobody. Michael was probably talking to. Or they probably set Michael up to make it seem like he was talking to somebody. Well, mm. and and I'm That's just gonna weird. say it this way. I think it's important, you guys, to always remember that um, there's a difference between. And who said it? I can't remember. Someone said it that's super legit besides me. But there's a difference between a journalist and a blogger. Yes. There's a difference between a journalist and a vlogger. There's a difference between a journalist and a podcaster. And one of the things that I encourage you guys to remember is that a journalist who has gone to school has certain standards that they have to uphold and they have to hold it uphold it because when you're like with the ap press and you have to make sure that your sources are your sources and your sources are for real Mm -hmm. 
and you have to be able to stand by your story. It's not, it's different than me sitting here and saying, let me, I'm going to pull something out of my head, my head. Um, the sky is green and you guys are going to see the sky is green tomorrow and it is what it is. So I'm completely making that up, but as a blogger or a vlogger or a podcaster, you're allowed your opinion, mm -hmm. which is completely different than what a journalist does. So I encourage you to think about where the sources are coming from. And if they can't back it up with receipts, and I say to my Patreon subscribers where I do news and gossip, if I can't back it up, I don't talk about it. And I, I don't talk about it because that is my, not only my reputation, but also my education and experience. So again, just because you saw it online, just because someone's claiming something to be true does not make it true. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, mm -hmm. Moving on. Sean asks, Michael, how many different women have you talked to since you've been with Angela? And I'm curious, April and Gio, what do you think that number really is? Shit, he talked about like 10, 12 different women. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> they, they, they don't know about it. <laughs> he probably responds to every single woman who inboxes him. I agree. Yeah, yeah. He somehow thinks that's being polite. I, I, I do, and you know what? Vanessa says some are basically just super fans. I think that he responds because I also think that just look at Kimberly. Super fans do a lot for you. So if he was in need of something, a super fan would probably be more inclined to give him what he needs. And I and I say that because the fact that he's like, oh, I need my social media to be an influencer. Well, you also need a social your social media. If you are indeed in the public eye, people want to do more things for you. And he wants to be able to take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so Michael has asked, how do you send texts to other women when you're married? Um, and then Kim is Kim literally calls him a little bitch, which I was like, whoa. Now, mm. Renee shows up, and I thought it was interesting. There's a couple of things that I think is interesting. Again, I first feel like Angela can't hold a friend. I think her only real friend was JoJo, and she already burned that relationship. And then she had Renee, who she allegedly brought to... Nigeria with her and then we only saw her in like two small segments and all of a sudden she disappeared we were like did she travel <laughs> back what happened to her like she was just gone right because mm -hmm. if you guys watch the show you know the history between Renee and Angela is super shady and Angela and I'll say allegedly but I know it to be true I wouldn't be saying it use this woman but also the woman Renee, I think, got her 15 minutes because Renee, you guys, is she's a very successful businesswoman. She's very successful. Um, she owns a bunch of uh, like nail tech salons um, and she's she travels across the world and she's very successful. And she happened to run into Angela on a flight to Vegas. And I'll say allegedly 
Angela had no money and no place to stay. And because Renee was a super fan, which is again telling I'm telling you what happens when they're a super fan, mm. she offered for Angela to stay in her suite in Vegas. And that's how they met. Wow. So Angela didn't have any more use for Renee because one of the things about Angela is that she doesn't want any of the attention to be taken away from her. That's why she doesn't keep her friends around because Jojo, if, and you guys, you guys, you guys know it. Jojo was a fan favorite because she was real and people really related to her. And she was very supportive of her abuse of a friend. And she believed in her friend and she encouraged her friend. And Angela didn't like the fact that all the attention was now moving towards Jojo. So guess what? Jojo's the bad person. She's out. Renee comes in. Renee tried to act a fool a little bit in Nigeria. And Renee, I think, stepped back and saw how she was looking on TV and was like, oh, that's not good for my brand because don't forget she has a real job and real businesses. So she took a step back. Boom. She gets pushed to the shy. Now we, what's the new person's name, you guys? Is it Jen? The new friend that we just met like last episode? Yeah. I guess I, I'm going to call her Jen, but Jen's not even really her friend. Jen is his, her long-term Botox technician that she brought along because Angela always has to bring someone along because she has to be able to feel like she is better than the friend and the friend's coming along to support and lift her up. Because at the end of the day, in my opinion, Angela has zero self-esteem. And the reason that she brings these friends along, the reason why she's with Michael is that she wants everyone to pour into how great she thinks she is because she needs external validation to feel like she's better than. And that's why she talks down to everyone all the time. Yeah. <sighs> Moving on. So Renee uh, says that, you know, Angela has Michael's back and she says he doesn't go to bat for her. And she feels like Michael has an ulterior motive for coming to America. Um, and then we hear from Sean that Michael is back on Instagram and some other blogger posted, hey, Michael's back on Instagram. And Michael's like, no, it's not me. It's an imposter. Can't be me. April, <laughs> with all of these allegations going on, do you think, because they're so close to getting their green card or, or, or their visa for Michael to come over, do you think any of this will affect that? No. No. Also on the Instagram, um, there's an easy way to find out who's controlling an Instagram account. Just put in the, well, I don't know if I should say that here. <laughs> Girl, say it. <laughs> if, you, if you put in the handle and put in forgot my password, it'll show you a portion of the email address and say, we're sending a new uh, code to reset your password to this email address. And it shows a portion of that. I know this because somebody hacked my Instagram and I was trying to find, well, they created a new Instagram account using my information. Mm. I was trying to figure out if it was somebody that I knew that was doing it. Right. Um, and so it doesn't show you the whole email address, but it shows you a portion of it enough that you, if you know the person, you can figure it out. Got it. Dustin, thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate you supporting the show. Um, but I do want to ask you April too, as well is, 
with all the drama that's going on between Michael and Angela, are you saying that with all these questions that are out there, it's not going to affect their visa mm. process at all? No, it's if 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 he was, is able to go into his interview and say, we're still married, it's a bona fide marriage, but we are having some issues, mm -hmm. that actually is um, a credible point. Because if you go in and say, everything's great, everything's fine, everything's okay, um, there's a little bit more, um, well, is it real? You guys have no problems, nothing's wrong at all. Mm. You know, or are you just putting on a show for USCIS or serve for the consular office at that point? Um, so when people go into interviews and they're able to say, well, this issue happened or that issue happened, and they speak honestly about how they're planning on resolving it, it lends more credibility to the validity of the marriage. Mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. So Uncle Steven comes on and he, and listen, you guys, he was so pure. You guys could tell like he doesn't know what he's really stepping into. He doesn't know how big this show is. He doesn't know how important this tell-all is. He's coming in just so blindly. But he says, you know, I just started talking to Angela and Michael a few months ago about their relationship and marital issues. And Angela is the one that called Uncle Steven to talk about Michael's behavior. So the uncle asked Michael if he loves Angela because the uncle says, you know, I know by Angela calling me that she loved you, but do you love her? And if you love her, why do you have extramarital affairs? It's sinful and an abomination. Mm -hmm. I was like, so we're going to go back to this alleged phone memo, voice memo, and these alleged texts. And mm -hmm. say, we're going to call that an extramarital affair. Is that an extramarital affair? No. Nah. Because... The voice member that I heard, it didn't say anything about anything. It didn't name anyone. It didn't have the person. Like, okay, you guys, let's, can we just try to use our common sense? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, here's my phone, right? I'm allegedly having a extramarital affair with Geo. Am I going to call Geo? Hey, Gio, such and such and such and such. Am I going to text Gio? Hey, Gio, such and such and such and such. Or am I going to go to my voice memos, record a voice memo, and then send the voice memo? We're no. in the year 2023, you guys. Listen, Gen Z, Gen X, Gen, all the generations, including the boomers, Y'all know that there's WhatsApp, there's FaceTime, there's all of the things, all of the things. You're not sending a voice memo to someone. Am I the only one that thinks that? No. Now my nephew did have to school me because I was chatting with a guy over Instagram and he was like, on April, he's married or else he wouldn't be sending, like you wouldn't be chatting over Instagram where all your video, like your video messages disappear. Vanish mode. He was taking so, you in had vanish, mode. vanish mode. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I had no idea that that was oh, a thing. My nephew had to vanish, tell me. Listen, some dude tried to roll up into my DMs in vanish mode, and I said, first of all, like, don't DM me like this, and second of all, I'm not responding if you 
because uh, I don't even know what you're talking about. You might say something, I get busy, and then now it's vanished, so I don't even know what the fuck we've been talking about. So <laughs> if you want to continue to talk to me, you're going to have to stop this vanish mode nonsense. <laughs> I thought it was saving space. <laughs> it is not saving space. It's for the cheaters. Like you guys, I'm, totally, I'm totally getting off track, but you know, with the new iPhones, I'm going to tell you something. Whoever is upgrading the iPhones is a cheater because they're that making works. it so easy for cheaters to not get caught. So this whole thing where, you know, you get an alert and if I don't have like my FaceTime or I put it in my code, it's only going to tell you like alert or it's going to tell you like Instagram, but it's not going to tell you who it's from. That's a cheater thinking. Then <laughs> I was looking for something that I had deleted recently. And you guys, do you notice that when you del delete something, all your pictures are locked now. You have to put your face in or you have to use your code to get to your deleted pictures. So all of those pictures that y'all are sending that are a little questionable, guess what? Your significant other can't find it if they don't have your code or they don't have your face. I'm like, whoever's updating these, listen. That person's a cheater and they're like, let me see how much I can secure my phone so no, I don't get caught. You didn't see what they was doing with the messages on there though? You can you can delete a message. Like, oh yeah. Can, like delete and say if you messaged somebody months ago, you only can go back to a certain amount of time to the messages where they don't pop up no more. They just disappear. Oh yeah. yeah I can you write about send a that message that's and delete it real quick and be like, what? I didn't send that. Anyways, that's for another day. So, um, Sean goes on to say, you know, Angela is not a saint. She's been terrible herself. She's been physically abusive to Michael. She yells at Michael. There's also the Billy situation, right? Where she said that she was in love with that Canadian dude. Um, and when Angela's asked, do you regret any of your actions towards Michael and all the things that she, she, you've done to him? She says, no, she doesn't regret any of it. And then here's the question that threw me off. Okay. Verbatim. And I'm really mad about this. Sean says to this entire cast, does anyone believe that Angela's behavior over time may have contributed to the breakdown of this relationship to the point that Michael was seeking love elsewhere. Not one of the cast members stood up. Not one of the cast members spoke up. Not she one of the over. cast members who had this opportunity to call Angela out on her shit ass behavior said anyone. Everyone was like shaking their head no. It surprised me because Usman didn't say shit. And I was looking at him like, man, I should kick that damn suit off you. You need to say something now. Were you shocked, April? I was very shocked because what we witnessed was beyond. Um, we've seen in some other couples where you think, like when you watch uh, years back where Steven was in Russia with the, I can't remember his partner's name. And we kind of thought like he might be abusing her behind the scenes. This is so blatant that I'm mm. I'm surprised that nobody was willing to call it out. I have some suspicions about why they might not have been willing to. Like um, 
because this was this wasn't just you know she wasn't nice to him it's literal assault she damaged his property and assaulted him if that happened in the u.s she could have easily been charged with assault um so you know i i felt like uzman would have been the one to say something i'm surprised that he wasn't i i'm afraid that maybe he thought that if he took up for Michael, then then he would be looked at like, why are you taking up for a cheater? Uh, why are you taking up for somebody who was is using her? That kind of thing. Like maybe he's afraid of that kind of backlash. Um, but I also thought Shaida would speak up. Mm. I, I thought she would be one. I did. I thought she would be one to say, you know, because, you know, because she understands what it's like to have not been treated well by her partner and not been listened to. And she said to Yara earlier on, like, um, I feel like I have no control in this relationship. I have no, you know, no independence. And I thought she would sympathize with Michael's position in that way. But I think she only speaks up when it has to do with her, her relationship and herself. I don't think she really speaks up for other people, but that's just my opinion. But the, um, the only person that really tried to speak up a little bit was Yara. Uh, she said, Angela, you know, you bully him. And you're not yeah. nice to him, and we can all see that. Um, and then that's all she said. That's the but only you know what's crazy? Pardon? I'm sorry, Linda. I'm sorry, Linda. I had to cut you off. I just wanted to say this. You know what's crazy? It seemed like it, they were very like robotic. Like they were told not to say. So it kind of was like I was getting that that it's like okay. It seemed like they're not letting them say nothing that mm. is going to be truthful. I think mm -hmm. production told them don't say shit, you know. Just keep it <laughs> at a bare minimum when it comes to these two, because they're coming back for sure. I believe this conspiracy. If they're already set to continue on having her on TV, maybe yeah, they're like, we can't have so much negative stuff against her from every yeah. other cast member. So maybe they are containing it a little bit. I think that's absolutely what's going on. I think that... Um, because like I told you guys, I leaked it a little bit that we're going to see Michael and Angela on another spinoff that what you can't have is, is everyone up in arms about the two of them. Right. Especially when it seems to me that there's a specific narrative that they were trying to spin, especially in this part two. Yeah. Part one, everyone was up in arms. Every, Angela's the bad person. Angela's the bad person. Angela storms off. All of a sudden, part two, Angela comes back and now she's the victim and Michael's wor the worst and, and Michael cheated. And all of that is going to be its theater for the next spinoff, mm -hmm. right? So now we're going to focus on the cheating and infidelity and what that looks like. So when Angela's asked, you know, are you guys still together? And she says, yes. Yeah, because she needs to continue this narrative so she can continue to be on the regular spinoffs. Because normal people would be like, hell no, this relationship is over. We're done. I'm done. How many times have we heard them say, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Mm -hmm. But they're never done. Because if you're done, Michael. if you're done, that means no more TV time for you. Mm -hmm. <sighs> All right. Libby and Andre. Okay. I want to say that, again, I'm going to be on a rant. As an immigrant myself, I think that it was irresponsible 
the narrative that they put out here for part two. That being said, um, Libby, so Sean's talking about Libby. Libby's pregnant. She's pursuing her singing children's songs. Um, and she's really loving it. That's like what her passion is or whatever. And they want Libby to sing on the spot. So she sings, Mary had a little lamb. Everyone thinks she has a great voice. Um, even though she's been trolled online for saying like she has a terrible voice. And she's like, well, you know, if you know your truth, then it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Um, then they bring Becky and, and Charlie out. And then the last time that they were all in the same room was when they went to therapy. Now, the first thing I want to say about that is that um, y'all, your whole family went to therapy one time. Like, I just don't, I don't, I mean, does that count as therapy? You went one time. They need several sessions they, to, well, even, um, to even get into anything real that's going on in that family. They need several sessions. April. Yeah. Common sense is going to tell you that one time of therapy is not, you cannot go around and say, I went to therapy. No. In fact, one time in therapy without going to do more might think make things worse. Absolutely. Because you threw out all the issues there and no one's dealt with the issues. So Becky and Charlie come out and uh, <laughs> Charlie's like, you know, I feel like you're all hypocrites. Oh, there you are. I feel like you're all hypocrites. You know, you sit around and drink and then you talk about how Charlie drinks. And I have to tell you guys that I'm 100% team, team Charlie. Uh, if you haven't seen the interview that I did with Charlie and May, check it out. It's on my YouTube channel now. But Andre, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop this up and we'll talk about it again after. But there's a lot of things that you guys don't know about Andre that he hides. Andre drinks just as much as Charlie. Did you know that Andre is a smoker? Did you know that? Because he hides all this stuff from the cameras, but he got a little loose lipped and, you know, a little liquided it up. And he forgot. <laughs> did I did yeah. you fall out? Did you fall out because I did that? <laughs> he got a little liquid courage and he forgot that he was being filmed. So this pristine image that he tries to uh, come across as is it's all an act, you guys. I'm trying to tell you when I say I'm team Charlie, it's because Andre is the problem. Andre mm. drinks just as much as Charlie, but he's able to manipulate the situation a lot better than Charlie. And you guys are all making Charlie out to be the bad guy, the villain of this picture. But you know, when you see that meme where it says, so-and-so is the villain, but this is the real villain. Mm -hmm. You all made out Charlie to be the villain, but the real villain is this fool right here. He's got you twisted and fooled, and you guys are falling for it. And I'm telling you right now, right here, what day is it? January the 8th? Mark my words, this is the beginning of the end. This is where you're going to see the unraveling of who you really think the villain is. Yeah. So, they go. Charlie's like, you know... You're really the problem. And and Jovi says the same thing. Jovi's like, you know what? Andre, and you guys don't forget, Andre's fought with everyone. And I've said it over and over again, and I don't understand why you guys don't remember, but he's fought with everyone in Libby's family. He isolates her, which to me is, is very much traits of an abuser where you isolate your partner from their friends and family. But 
he's fought with Pam, the mom. He's fought with Becky, the sister, Jen, the sister, Charlie, the brother, Meg, the sister-in-law, even Chuck, the dad. But he pulled Chuck back because he needed Chuck's money in order to survive in America. He needed Chuck's money in order to start his business. He needed Chuck's money in order to build a new home for his growing family. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, Chuck is not an issue. But if you go, you guys go back and watch the previous seasons, he was up in Chuck's face like there was no tomorrow. So yeah. let's stop pretending that he is this saint because he's manipulating not only his wife, but all of y'all that are on his side thinking that Charlie's the problem. So <clears throat> Andre blames Pam, the mom, the most. And Becky's like, you know, Libby, you're just a chess piece in his manipulative behavior. And you don't see it. And Libby's like, oh, you guys are all against Andre. And she's like, no, Andre's a master manipulator. And I'm your sister. I've known you your whole life. You should listen to me. And she's like, well, why should I listen to you? And then Andre jumps in and says, you know, why would why are you guys listening to this bum alcoholic? And I was like, <laughs> oh, it takes one to no one. It takes one to no one. Hey, April. Hey, girl. Hey. Oh, what's up, man? Um, they are the problem. That part. Yeah, I think Charlie is is appears to, not Charlie. Um, Andre does appear to be abusive partner. Mm -hmm. yeah. He does appear to be isolating uh, Libby. But whatever pre-existing problems there were in their family makes it easier for him to do that. That because part. He's able to be in her ear and say, come be with me where I will take care of you and I will protect you away from these other people who, um, since she's the youngest in the family, I'm imagining that she's just grown up with all this, watching all this chaos and he's putting on he, this, this appearance that I'm going to take you away from all that chaos. Yep. 100%. Did you see how he tried to deflect um, he tried to deflect his issues that he's having with their family on to really like Charlie from Elizabeth, like, oh, you don't like him, do you? You don't, you don't love yeah. him. She was like, no, I love my brother. Like, that's not, yeah, like, yeah. That's not true, Andre. Like, she did speak up for herself in that instance, but there are things that they've done that he's able to point to that will make it very difficult for her to get out of that isolation. Like, Charlie's behavior at the wedding was atrocious. That part. I agree. Um, and even Becky, it was either Becky or Jean, I don't remember, the one who just started screaming at him at the picnic table. Becky. Mm -hmm. He tried to come back and say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. But, like, imagine if that's the way that she interacts with people, then he's able to point to that and see, see what she did, see what she did. So don't... But again, but again, April, that's a part of manipulation because she yeah, doesn't always act is. that way. But she was brought to the brink. Yeah. Right. And so everyone has their boiling point, and that was her boiling point. That's not her huge, but that was her boiling point. The interesting thing um, that I thought was Andre literally sat there and said, Libby's my wife. She's my family now. She yeah. doesn't care about you. She listens to me. So all the shitty things that he says about her family, she listens to him. 
He then goes on to say to Charlie, you're nobody to her. Ask her if she wants to talk to you. And that's when she said, I will always love and care about my brother. But she also said too, that she's happier being away from them. She's happier being distanced from them. And um, Charlie, cause you know, Charlie uses bro all the time. He's like, bro, bro. <laughs> Bro, and, and Andre is like, don't call me bro, I'm not your bro. Then Ed tries to jump into it and confronts Andre, says, you know, what I've been saying as well, you drink just as much as Charlie, and when you drink, you start fighting. You're an alcoholic too. And Andre, because you notice this, Andre doesn't like to be challenged. He didn't like to be challenged by Becky. He doesn't like to be challenged by Charlie. And now Ed is challenging him. Um, Joe challenged, challenged him. And guess what? He throws back little stupid shit that he remembers. So to Jovi, he threw back the strip club, which was what, two seasons ago? To Charlie, he throws in the drinking. To Ed, he throws in how he treats um, Liz. But he always deflects. Right, because he doesn't ever want to be challenged for his own poor behavior. And again, I'm going to tell you guys that, in my opinion, he's the villain. He's the one that, like April said, if there's a crack in the relationship, he's making that crack a wedge. Mm -hmm. And then from the wedge, he's making it a wall. And from the yeah. wall, he's able to isolate his wife from dealing with what could have been a little crack that could be repaired to mm -hmm. now everyone's not speaking to each other. What, what is he, he, he condescending though, you know, like he did also, uh, like he used, ta he used um, controlling tactics on Elizabeth and he tries to do it with everybody on the couch. I literally watched that man do that. Like, soon as somebody call him out on this shit, you're right, but then he get mad and like, oh, what about you? You like, how you know, he got to point the finger back and blame somebody else. He, he don't want to be talked about, I noticed that. Absolutely not, because he doesn't want to be called out. So, which brings us to April. We're gonna we're gonna use a lot of your knowledge and wisdom and expertise moving forward right now. So, we're talking about the green card. Um, he's asked, "Could someone have complained about you?" And he says, or is asked, that if someone complained about him, they can. A, forever be barred from the U.S. because that is what the USCIS um, agents can do, or they can immediately put you in deportation. Now, I watched a video that you did, April, so I know for a fact that they don't just immediately put you in deportation. There's another, um, like, screening or, or interview you go to. Do you want to speak on both of these things first before we move on with the rest of the stuff? Yeah. So as for the first thing about being forever barred, that's just not true. Um, if there was a finding of marriage fraud, then you would be barred from pursuing other options for uh, residency, but you would be able to challenge the finding. Mm -hmm. um, with respect, like if he go, he went to a 751 interview. So 751 is the interview to remove conditions from your residency because he had a two-year conditional residency. They could call him back for another interview if they want to. They could go ahead and approve the petition. What I do in cases where it's been pending for a long time is we go ahead and file for citizenship because you can file for citizenship after three years. 
and that helps push the application along. Um, or you could file a complaint with the ombudsman. You could file a lawsuit against USCIS. There are a number of interventions that would happen before a person is ever sent a letter that they're going to be scheduled for deportation proceedings. And even if you are scheduled for deportation, all that means is that you're going to go in front of an immigration judge and that immigration judge is going to have a second opportunity to review that application without looking at any notes that USCIS has. It's a de novo review. It's an all new review of the case and they can approve it. They can approve the removal of conditions from your residency and give you a 10 year green card if they don't accept what that investigation was. And the idea that somebody can anonymously write in and have you just barred forever, that's just that's just not true. If you're going to write in a complaint against somebody, you need to be, it needs to be credible, um, it needs to be sustainable, and you need to be able to be available for any follow-up interviewers or questions. Also, why this attorney has not requested a copy of his file, I have no idea. You have the access to request a copy of your own immigration file, and the only thing that they're going to cut out of it is if they have sensitive information that's particular to somebody else that's not you. So if somebody else's social was included, their, their address was included, that would be blacked out. But if there's a letter in his file that says, I don't want this person to be able to get residency, and here's the reasons why, it'll be in there. Now, okay. So thank you for sharing that. One of the other things that I wanted you to talk about, because it has been my experience as well, is that is it not true, April, that the USCIS has been backlogged for the last two years and getting your green card has been taking a little bit longer because yeah. of the pandemic? So could that not be a possibility in Andre's situation where he had a two-year conditional green card. Then there was a two and a half year pandemic. I, for one, waited over a year, almost a year and a half for my green card to be renewed. Could that be the case in yeah. this situation? You have that little, um, the tool that you showed last time, the USCIS processing time. Well, right now, if you look it up for removal of conditions, it's between 14 months and 26 months, depending on which service center it's at. Um, so it could just be normal waiting time. I also disagree when that attorney says that it's uncommon to be called for an interview for this process. That's not uncommon. It's normal to be called for an interview for this. And then I want to talk because her name is Emil. And I, again, I just feel like she was irresponsible with the information she was giving out. So she said that uh, there could, could have been two things, flag for past conduct either criminal or moral conduct, which we haven't gotten into at all with his shady past behavior. Mm -hmm. Second, she said, someone filed a complaint against him and it could be anonymous. How often, because I got to tell you, getting through to USCIS is not very easy. No. So they're not, there's not like some random 1-800 call-in anonymous hotline that's not how it works can you speak on that a little bit april i mean you can definitely um you can try and call and report and you can try to file a claim against somebody but it's I'll, for instance because i'm a weirdo i moonlight in anti-immigrant facebook groups <laughs> i just want to know what they're saying it started off because I just wanted to understand where certain phrases regarding immigrants come from, like go back to your home country and wait in line. I didn't understand where that terminology comes from. It makes no sense to me as an immigration attorney. And then I just stayed because I wanted to see what was happening. But my point is 
people in there make complaints about immigrants all the time and they never come back with any results. And I've been moonlighting in these groups for years. So if, if they do it and there's never any result that comes from it, then why, I, I wouldn't think that Andre's family would be able to anonymously report anything and anything come of it. And then she alluded to the fact that Andre attracts a lot of negative um, publicity. That I agree um, with. Pardon? I agree with that part. Um, and so it could be anyone that reported him. Do you think that that's a possibility? It's a possibility. Look at how volatile he is with the people that we see him interacting with. Mm -hmm. Is it a possibility that he's, you know, gone into a hotel and caused a scene or in a store and caused a scene and we don't know about it? Yes. And then someone was like, I recognize that fool from 90 Day Fiance. I'm about to go and call, call yeah. it in. Now, without uh, it being attached to a criminal charge, it doesn't have a whole lot of weight. Um, but it could have happened because he's not a he's not a kind person. And but then, April, go ahead, Joe. No, I was gonna say, April. Do you think that them uh, holding his his green card is the fact that what he was doing? You know, he was a police officer before, and he was he was involved in a lot of criminal activity too as an officer over yeah, so uh, I, in Moldova. I don't think so, and the reason why is because. Even though he applied for his um, his consular process in Ireland, he would have still had to get a police clearance from his home country and any other countries that he lived in for over a year. So they gave him a clearance before he came to the United States. Is there something that happened after he received that clearance and then came here or new information that was discovered and then they are not willing to give him a clearance again, that's possible. But he had mm -hmm. to at least pass the initial screening process. That part. We're going to put a little pause in because I have a special treat for you guys. We were just talking about all the nonsense. And I know I told you guys she's a fan favorite. Everyone misses her. She's a true friend. JoJo! Oh, my goodness! <laughs> can y'all hear me? We can hear you now. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> So I just wanted to bring you here to say that the live chat has been saying so many beautiful things about you. They miss you on the show. They say uh, that you are truly a true friend. Uh, you were genuine and real, and they just appreciate that about you. We've seen a lot happen um, over this season, and we've seen a lot happen uh, online. And just know that you have a lot of support from people, and people just miss seeing your kind, beautiful behavior and attitude oh you well, are I miss real everybody friends. too <laughs> yeah i know i still try to stay loyal you know like loyalty comes a long way absolutely 100 percent. but unfortunately in the day and age we live in not every hi jojo hi i'm in my pajamas it's hi. fine it's fine i know it's late for you so i appreciate you you coming okay. on real quick um Nisi says, hey, Jojo. Mella says, hey, Jojo. April right. says, hey. Stevie hey. says, hey, Jojo. Everyone's saying, hey, Jojo. Um, April, you were going to say something to her. I cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I was just saying you were a real friend, and I'm a fellow Georgia girl from middle Georgia, one of Robbins. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm a Texas girl, so I'm here <laughs> in Texas. <laughs> but Jojo. I love Georgia. Do you want to say a little hello to Jojo as well? 
Hey, how you doing, JoJo? I, it's my first. I, I think it's my first time ever meeting you. I've been hearing a lot of good things about you. You seem like a good person, and you oh. close to me, so you from Texas. I'm from Louisiana, so we we might oh, be relative. Now, just playing with you. I love Louisiana. I love going down there to eat me some cray crays. That crawfish. <laughs> <laughs> the mud bugs. Um, I won't keep you for super long, uh, JoJo, but I did want to to get a quick update from you. How are you? How are things? Um, Herman says, miss you, Jojo. Connie says, Jojo! Connie! <laughs> I am good. I am um, currently um, not working. I am staying home and um, taking care of my grandson for my daughter, because she's a nurse. So um, I stay home and I watch him now. Uh, my husband is um, running the business for me right now. So I just stay home and take care of him. My house looks like a daycare. Look, I got baby stuff everywhere. Oh, I love <laughs> it. I love it. You know, it's, it's not often that a lot of people have that opportunity where, you know, you have your extended family that, that can help you with your kids. I've always said that, uh, you know, hopefully one day if I get married and have kids that I would definitely want to, I want to like have a split what is it, a split level house where my mom lives in the basement so that she can take care of my babies. There you go. <laughs> the way to do it. So yeah, did everybody it. watch the tell-all tonight? We're, that's what we're talking about. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I will only speak for myself, but what I have shared with okay. everyone, Jojo, is what we're not about to do is change the narrative and you don't have to say anything. You can just listen to me. We're not about to change the narrative. I've watched Angela for five years. You already know okay. what I think. And she is not the victim here. And in this season, I've seen her physically and verbally abuse Michael. And then now she's with the crocodile tears where there's literally no water coming down her face. But we're going to make Michael the villain. Michael is not the villain here. Is infidelity well, wrong? Absolutely, <clears throat> but every situation is different. But like like Sean said, even though the cast didn't agree with, with her, I agree with her. Does anyone believe that Angela's behavior over time may have contributed to the breakdown of this relationship? Yes, I do. Does anyone believe that it contributed so much to the point that Michael was seeking love elsewhere. Yes, I do. Even though everyone else said no. Okay. Well, I don't like liars. That's all I got to say. You got to keep stuff real for the people because we're sitting down watching TV, taking time out of our busy life. Like I'm not busy, right? No, I am. <laughs> but, you know, taking time out of our busy life to, you know, watch the show. And we want to just hear the facts. Um, but honestly, all of it's not facts, you know, like, uh, it's like I told you before, Linda, that, um, you got to keep the show going. So they got to do whatever they got to do to keep it going. 100%. I know Angela really good. And I know those tears ain't real. Listen, I said it from day one. She's not, she's not that person. We, she's already shown us who she is. And what's the saying? When people show you who they are, believe them the first time. 
that part. What she's not about to be acting like is a victim. Oh, poor woe is me. I've protected Michael all of these years and he's a liar and a scammer. Angela's personality would not have put up with that for four or five years. She would not have. And I say that knowing, because look at her track record with her friendships. She will yeah, like all these people. Like, I don't know all these new women. I don't, I don't know them. Yeah. I met Renee, um, once in Vegas. She's the lady that, you know, was on the tell all that, uh, Angela met on the plane that helped her out with the hotel room. So told y'all. So, yeah. So, you know, um, Angela is the type of person that she, she really has no friends, uh, cause she doesn't like friends. She told me straight up, like, she doesn't like friends. She doesn't like nobody. She And she said it on all her TikToks and everywhere else that she's a loner. That she, you know, um, I guess, you know, we, we became best friends because she said I reminded her of her sister that passed away. And, you know, I just, I was able to cope with her and deal with her. But it's like I told Linda uh, back then that... Um, when me and Angela were first friends, she wasn't like this. Yeah. Like, like TV changes people. Yeah. It really does. Not the money, because there ain't no money in that. But um, it's just the attention. It, the attention. It changes people. And I always would tell her, stay humble. Stay humble. You got to stay humble. If you have God in your life, you will stay humble. That part. That's all that I part. can say. That part. I appreciate you, Jojo. You're welcome to kick it with us. Uh, we're going to continue to talk about uh, the K-1 visa process. I love you. I think you're so oh, amazing. I love you too. And you know what? You're so thoughtful. Yeah. And I appreciate that about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't doing... Uh, today's my day off, so I didn't watch the baby today. Gotcha. I don't watch him till Tuesday. So <laughs> I got a few minutes. I can <laughs> You know, it's still early over here. It's 11, like 11.35 over here. So it's not, I don't go to bed till like three. So kick it with us for a bit. We're going to ask uh, April back mm -hmm. to Andre. Yes. So one of the things I did agree with Emil, the lawyer, when she said everything that has happened in Andre's life is a possible red flag. Everything mm -hmm. gets reviewed. Is that true? Yes, um, they do go through and review everything. Um, they're mostly looking to make sure that it is a bona fide marriage, which I don't think is a problem for them, even though they messed up in the interview a little bit. Um, and then looking at his criminal history and his immigration history. Got it. Now, um, the I'm going to continue on. I just want to reach out to the live chat a little bit. Jojo, it makes sense that you're a caregiver for your family. Angela missed out on a lifelong friend. Lori says, thank you, Jojo. April says, love you, Jojo. And Nisi says, stay for a minute, Jojo. I'll stay for a minute. I was going to, um, I, I was going to mention something that y'all were talking about right now about the, 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 the immigration process. You know, I have something to say. So say it, girl, uh, say it. My, my husband, he was originally born in Mexico. And so back in the day, I had to fix his papers too. Um, so I know about the immigration process. And yes, they do do a background of everything, like literally everything. 
And the only thing that can stop someone right now is if there's something on them that's keep holding them from getting their visa. Hmm. And the reason I say that is because my husband's nephew is going through something similar right now. Mm-hmm. And um, so they check everything. They're listening, watching mm. everything, every move. They want to make sure the shit is real. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. So he might have something. I hope not. You know, I hope Andre gets, you know, his papers and stuff. And the reason why I say that is because he does have a family here. You know, he does have children and a wife. And yeah, a lot of people don't like his personality and this and that. But I only say that for sake of his children. You and know? I was going to ask April that does that uh, is that factor into the process at all? Is if if there are because what are they called like anchor children or no? I hate that terminology, anchor babies. But I want to say first, really quickly, I hate the expectation or the idea that if you're an immigrant, you have to be a perfect person. Mm-hmm. And so, mm. Jojo, I agree with what you're saying about Andre because. We don't have we don't have to be perfect to be deserving of staying with our families. And that's the burden right. that a lot of people put on the immigrant population. So that's first. Um, and then second, the idea when people say anchor babies is part of what I was moonlighting in these anti-immigrant Facebook groups, Facebook groups to investigate. They really think that just because you have a baby that you just get to stay here and it doesn't happen like that. It doesn't? No, it doesn't. No. It does so not. it has no, it has no impact on. There on is it. absolutely no reason for anchor baby as a term to have taken off the way that it did because it doesn't. There are a few situations where your children are a factor for consideration, but there is no situation where just having a child means you get to live in the United States. Oh, no. wow. Right. Um, because so, that's not the narrative that we hear. So I'm no, interested in hearing that. No, when I go in those groups, when I started doing it years ago, I really went in with an open mind trying mm-hmm. to understand why they believe the things they believe and say the things they say. And I come away from it years later knowing that it's just rhetoric that gets repeated over and over that has no basis at all. So... No. In this case, the only way that his children matter is because you're trying to establish that you have a real marriage for the purpose of love and not for the purpose of immigration. Mm. And so one of the factors that they look at, which I actually don't appreciate, um, is whether or not you have children. I don't think that we should force people to have children to say that their marriage is real. Mm. Um, But it is one of the factors they look at. If you have children, you're living together as a family. That is a part of establishing that it is a real marriage for love, not for immigration. Okay, but but what if you're a woman that can't have a child? Then what? I don't like it for that reason. And I also don't like it because if you do have a case where somebody is just immigrating for, you know, for U.S. residency, then they might end up having a child that they don't want. Yeah. Just because they're trying to prove something. And so I just, I don't. You know, I don't I don't like it. I have a lot of different opinions about it than a a lot of other attorneys, but it is a factor in that case. It's also a factor if you have children, if you are doing what's called cancellation of removal. um, And if you're having a child that's 21 years old petition for you. But that's, you know, that's way when they become 21 years old and it still might not work depending on how you arrived in the United States. Exactly. And I totally agree with you there because um, long story, but my 
my daughter is married to someone right now where they're they're trying to fix all his legal stuff too but he has a sister that's 21 so she was able she's able to petition for his parents and stuff like that but longest she meets the criteria like she's got to make so much money and and you're right it also has to do how they they got here to the states mm -hmm. and when right and, you know their schooling and everything else and it's it's a lot it's not yeah. as easy as people think it is yeah. anybody can have a child with anybody yeah you know parents who've been here in the united states on TPS almost the entire time they've been here. So that's a, a status that allows them to remain in the U.S. to get a work permit, buy houses, establish an entire life. They get a child that's 21 years old. And finally, they're like, they come into the office like, yes, we can finally fix our papers now because my child's 21. And I'm like, well, how did you arrive in the United States? Well, if you arrive without permission, it's required that you consular process. You can't adjust your status here in the U.S. But guess what? As soon as you leave the United States, that unlawful entry is held against you. Now you have a bar. There is a waiver for that bar, but that waiver requires that you have either a spouse or a parent that's a resident or a citizen. Your child does not count for purposes of that waiver. And unfortunately, I have to break the hearts of a lot of parents because yeah. they don't know that. Yeah. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Thank you for that information. That, that is so uh, Nisi says, I appreciate this knowledge. We appreciate it too. I do want to ask you, um, and I think someone else had this question, April. So one of the things that Becky brought, brought up that could be an issue, and I want you to address it, is that uh, years before meeting Libby, Andre had come to the U.S. He was on a J-1 visa, which was, he said, a work travel visa. Mm -hmm. was supposed to be for three months, and he overstayed. And so Becky's like, could that maybe be the issue on why you're having problems uh, getting your green card renewed? Is that Could that be a problem? And if so, why, April? And so second, it, he's like, oh, well, I only overstayed for a couple of days. Isn't overstay and overstay no matter how long the overstay is? So there's a grace period for J1 and F1. Um, so if his attorney cut him off when he was going to answer in more detail. Yeah, instead, what did she say? Yeah. She's like, I'm going to advise you to not answer that question. Yeah. Um, if it was during his grace period that he's fine, he's also fine because I think he said it was in 2006, 2007. So being out of the U.S. for 10 years would automatically, you know, cure him of that if he just applies, you know, for permission again to re-enter and doesn't just re-enter without permission. Um, so I don't think that that would have been a problem if he did something during that time that he was not supposed to, like work when he wasn't supposed to, then that could be an issue. Okay, but, but he said the J-1 was a work and travel visa. Is it not a work and travel visa? If it was done, it's like his work and travel is done mm -hmm. and he's in his grace period and he like, let's say he worked for another company that he wasn't supposed to be with, then that could present a problem for him. But these are things that I think would have come up during his consular process. What is the grace period after the three months? So let me just check, just double check. I want to say 30 days, but I want to double check because these things do change all the time. Change. Period yes, it's still 30 days. Okay, so he says it was only a few days over, so he was still within his grace yeah. period. Now, it's, yeah, it's supposed to be a period of time because you're working the rest of the time that you're here. It's supposed to be a grace period to allow you to travel a little bit before you leave the U.S., just to be on like a visitor's basis. Right. Got it. Now, 
one of the things that they mentioned in a previous episode, and I wanted to run that by you again, is uh, his lawyer, Emil, said that even though he got like this first um, K-1 visa and then he got his two-year two -year conditional green card, the lawyer said that there are, are things that they perhaps didn't look at in his past that they're now looking at more thoroughly because this would be a 10-year green card. Is that mm -hmm. true? Does that happen? Well, I disagree with the term that she said more thoroughly. I would just say that there are some things that matter to the consular office that don't matter to USCIS and vice versa. There's some things that matter to USCIS that don't matter to the consular office. Marijuana is an example. Marijuana possession is not regarded by the consular office as such a big deal, but it is regarded by USCIS as a big deal. So just, you know, different agencies have a problem with different things. But even if, even if, marijuana in many states is legal it's still an issue for immigrants yeah yeah, yeah. State he's living in yeah unfortunately yeah. I, there are people who will get possession charges and it's fine while they're here in the u.s but if they leave and try to come back all of a sudden they're inadmissible even if they have a green card yep okay because <laughs> I think the green cards all it's a 10 year thing. So you got to go renew it in 10 more years because it's like a they give you like a temporary uh, resident card and then they give you a permanent resident card. Mm -hmm. and you got to renew them. Unless you become a citizen, unless you become on the officer, they would either um, allow you to enter the United States with a notice that you have to appear in court to defend your residency. Um, or they might Damn. go ahead and detain you. Damn. That is wild. That is wild. Wild to me. Woo! I, I feel like it's, it, I'm just going to say this and it's going to sound terrible, but I feel like the standard is so hard for immigrants who are already trying to reestablish their, their lives in a new country. And yet, like, some of y'all Americans, I don't know if you could, you could, that's all I'm I could say. not. <laughs> it's just not fair for the people that are coming here for the right reasons. Right. That's so, so the, the people that are scamming make it hard for the people that are coming here for the right reasons to actually, you know, form a family, have a wife, have kids, you know, yeah. hard. And that's why I think immigration is so um, hard on everybody because they need to make sure that the, these people are here for the real reason. I know, but Jojo, how many Americans do you know that are a little scamish? I, I mean, watching the show, I could, I can name a couple of them off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so hey, they, they, they got to I guess they got to do what they got to do to make money, right? That I mean, I guess so. Guess that they got that's them, not us. Because let, let me go ahead and, and right. do a few. TikTok duets live and see if I can make a little right. <laughs> we're, oh, we're, in the, we're in the wrong business because we're out here busting our butts to make the money and then okay behind the scenes we get to the behind the scenes um and the, it, I don't know why they did this but they paired up the cast like with different people so yeah. um first of all Charlie and Becky behind the scenes. Uh, have a heart to heart and Charlie's like oh Becky softened her heart so I'm going to try to like be cool with her then they put Andre and Angela in a ride share together 
they put, and I know that I didn't say it. It's not my words. It's Andre's words, but I thought it was funny. They put Hobbit Ed and Bilal in a ride chair <laughs> together. They paired Liz with Kim and Shida, right? And then they all are going to this like rooftop bar or whatever. Andre calls Michael a snake and tells Angela not to give him any more chances. I was like, you are not one to speak, in my opinion. Um, we find out that back in August 27th of 2021, uh, that's when Ed reached out to Rose, but then August 28th, he proposed to Liz and Liz said, yeah. Um, and so they get to the rooftop bar. Angela says she's uh, classy and trashy and orders some champagne and she chugs it back like it was a shot. Did y'all see that? Uh. I was like, oh, Lord. Um, and then she sits down and she's smoking. And like I said, Andre, you guys didn't know this, but Andre's smoking. They're all like just chugging it back. And then all of a sudden we get loose lips everywhere, right? Ed comes in. Ed wants to talk to Liz. Liz wants to talk to Ed because Liz doesn't want to let go of Ed for some unforsaken reason. I don't know. He starts to apologize to her. But in that same breath, guess what? He's gaslighting her. He's like, you acted like you're the victim. I was drowning out there. Six couples were attacking me. And I just felt like you were stepping on my head. April... How um, unaware does a person have to be to say that the person who I just lied to should be defending me in this moment? Yep. That how, like, how bizarre is that? I mean, it's like, if I lie to my parent, but we're in front of the teacher, I expect my parent to take up for me. A little bit, I guess. Is it like that? Is that I mean, what I know. is happening? I, I don't know. What do you think, Gio? Do you think that Liz should have stood up for Ed, even though he's lying through his little hobbit face? No, she did right. And I think that for her to say that, oh, I should have, he was like, oh, you should have stood by me. You're the only one that was, I was like, I was on trial. Oh, well, you've been lying to this woman and you're lying to yourself. You're lying to everybody else. You deserve that. Yeah. A liar gets what a liar deserves. So I don't think she should have even fed into any of that foolishness. He'd be trying to give her, give her and feed her. I think she did right. But also following him and trying to talk to everybody, I would have just shut my mouth if I was her and not even saying nothing about him. Period. That part. And Liz said the same thing. She's like, I can't stand by you because I can't stand by a lie. And you need to take accountability for yourself. Mm -hmm. That part. Mm -hmm. Now, they go back inside and Jovi is like, let's see if Michael reactivated his Instagram. I have a question. What do y'all think that Ed was talking about when he said, Liz, you have to take accountability too? Accountability for what? No, he was just gaslighting her. He was just gaslighting her. He was gaslighting her. Because a narcissist is going to gaslight and make it about the other person. I, I, um, I posted something. I hope it's still there because it's so 100% relevant. Um, mm -hmm. 
it says, oh, it's not there anymore. Basically, I'm going to paraphrase. If someone who creates, oh, maybe, I know she reposted it. Let me see. Since it's a quick pause, if y'all okay, give it no. a thumbs up, please hit the thumbs up on the video. Okay, <laughs> basically it's this. If someone who, someone who creates the problem can then not be the victim in the situation, and I'm paraphrasing, but it's basically like you can't create the problem and then all of a sudden be the victim and turn around and the person that you're victimizing all of a sudden is the problem. It can't be mm -hmm. that way. You created this issue. You can't you can't be the instigator and the victim at the same time. You just can't. And that's that's Ed. Ed does not take, listen mm. y'all, Ed is almost 60 years yeah. old. He does not know how to be in a relationship. No. At all. At mm. all. And listen, if you guys go and try to dig for more skeletons, there are going to be a lot of them. So I think that, you know, he says he's in therapy. He should continue to go to therapy. That's what I think. So... Jovi's checking out Michael's Instagram um, to see if it's real. And it's there. And they're looking at the pictures. And Angela's like, well, how can that picture be there? And how can that picture be there? And how can that be picture be there if it's a fake? And I was just like, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think that he's back on Instagram or no? Oh, no. That's a tough sort of question. If he is, I don't care. I wish he, I hope he is on there. He's talking to all them other women, too. Same. The, the fine South African women, the big booty ones, and big breasts, and nice skin. And, oh, Lord. You know, I hope, he's I hope he is. He's what he's got to do to keep that money coming in. Yeah, that part. So if he's got to listen to people, he's going to listen. Because that, that listening is getting him his little paycheck. That, that part. Mm. That's it. So... It's like, and I and I even hate to say this, but I like I said, I just don't like all the lying. But like when she was saying that she has the voice message from him um, sending to that other girl that suppose, supposedly he's cheating on, that he's cheating with, um, he could have sent that to Angela and, and recorded that, you know, and used it as that to keep it going. That part, you know, he doesn't say any names. He doesn't say yeah, anything. She said her friend send that. How did her friend send that voice thing? How did her friend send that voice thing? And second, um, yeah, there's text messages. That could have been to any text number and they could have just said, oh, you know, I, I can even do that. Y you know, it. Or, or do y'all get what I'm saying? Did I? I 100% get what you said. I agree with you. And we talked about it a little bit earlier on the show, JoJo. I just feel like, like I said, Anyone, anyone can say anything about anything. Show me the receipts. If you don't have the real receipts, then exactly. I can't believe what you're saying. That's why when somebody, when somebody's gonna say something about me, I'm like, you better prove it. You, you better, better prove, prove it. Prove it. Prove it with all of the receipts. Oh, I think she froze. She'll be back. There you go. What did you there say, Joe? I said, if someone's going to say something about me, they better prove it. I better see some proof mm -hmm. because I'm going to show, if I'm going to say something, I'm going to show some proof. Yeah. You know? yeah show me some proof that I ain't telling the truth. Show that me. Part. I want to, I want to see it. That part. You know, like, it's just, I don't know. I just, like I said before, 
people got to do what they got to do to keep that money coming in. And I, I, I understand, but I mean, to have to lie to the public just to keep it going, you know, and, and uh, make, make it look like he's cheating, you know, I just to keep it going, yeah, it's exhausting. make him look like the bad guy. I, yeah, it's I, don't exhausting. Think, I think if they just would have kept stuff real, he's not here yet. Same old, same old. We're still fighting. Yeah, I shouldn't have went to Nigeria, whatever, you know, and started all that, but she had to go over there and start all that so they can have something to film. That's just the way it is. 100%. You guys, I appreciate you guys for being on the show. This has been so amazing. You guys don't forget to like, and subscribe. Gia, where, where can they find you on social media? You just type in Gio Malik. You'll find me. <laughs> in April? Uh, you can find me here on YouTube, Hollywood Legal PLLC. I do a little Friday 90-day fiancé gab, so come check me out. And JoJo? I am on Instagram and Facebook under JoJo Disney. I don't do any of the TikTok or YouTubes or none of that. I ain't got time for all that. <laughs> I let y'all do with take care of her. Yeah. I let y'all deal with that. Excellent. You guys already know where you can find me. I will see you guys all tomorrow for after the 90 days. Uh, we're doing David and Annie and Lauren and Lexi. And again, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, you guys. And also, too, don't believe the hype. I really want you guys yeah. to use your common sense and don't believe the hype of the narrative. Are we being entertained? Absolutely. Are there facts? I want you guys to think about, use your common sense. Does this make sense or is this entertainment? Because in real life, a lot of this stuff would not make sense. Bye for now, you guys. Thank you so much for being here.